Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 100 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com and ThyroidHealing.Yoga. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz and MendingMedicine.com. And congratulations, Dana, for all your hard work. A hundred episodes. That's amazing, right? Congratulations <laughs> to us. In there. Wow. How cool. <laughs> so I exciting. Know You're the brains. You're the one that gets all oh, these fabulous people to talk to. And <laughs> So I'm thanking you. I'm giving you a big virtual hug this morning. A hundred episodes of, of amazingness. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Today we are talking with special guests Stephen and Janet Lewis about optimizing GI function for better thyroid health, and that is such a good um, a good thing to talk about, an important topic um, because everybody hears about it and doesn't really. I don't think everybody really gets all of it, so we're going to start from beginning to end and hear all about it today. And it looks like they are with us. So let's get this thyroid nation thriving. Let's Good morning. It. Can you hear us okay? Yes, ma'am. Yes. How are y'all? Good morning. Oh, very good. Thank you. How about yourselves? Perfect. Beautiful weather. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, did I hear a southern drawl in there? You just, bet. Just <laughs> a big one. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Just you guys it all are better. You guys are in Longview, so were you guys um, affected by the the tornadoes and things that just happened that went through there? Uh, it's about an hour from us. Yeah, we, well, we were actually that there when, right? Canton. We were going through there when it came through. We missed it by about forty five minutes, so we were very blessed. Oh That's oh crazy. My. Yeah, I have a good friend who just posted that she. Um, Someone was asking how she was yeah. doing, and she said she just missed it by like ten minutes. So, wow, crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a l- it was a little bit scary. I think they've counted nine have touched down now in that area that oh, during that oh time. Oh my goodness, that was crazy. It was just a couple weeks mm. ago, Tiff. So, just outside mm. of Dallas is the Tyler Canton Longview. So, that was crazy. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you guys were okay. Um, Yes. Let's get into this. I want to hear a little bit about um, how you guys got to where you are as far as, uh, you know, your offices and the things you offer for people. But also, we want to get your personal, you know, story, uh, where you are, where you were, what's going on with you. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about your history. Uh, well, I'm trained as a chiropractor, but even before I was a chiropractor, I, I went to, well, I went through five different medical doctors and I love our medical profession. Please don't misunderstand that. But I had irritable bowel ulcerative colitis, and that's what my daddy died from um, when he was 53, or, or some people say it was actually the drugs in the hospital. And, I, again, I very much respect our medical profession. But I went to five MDs, didn't get any results whatsoever, five different diagnoses, and finally went out to Arizona to this nature path slash chiropractor that did massive amounts of uh, nu- nutrition in different ways. And uh, I got healed. And that was, I was about 20 at that time. And then I went on to become a chiropractor. And, you know, I, I was adjusting lots and lots and lots of people every day. But I always had this interest in nutrition because I know for a fact, and there's plenty of research to back this up, that 
it boils down to two things. We have too many pollutants and not enough nutrients. And if you increase the nutrient level, and that has to be done above the food we eat, and that's a common misnomer anyway, but if you increase your nutrient amount, then your body can start its detoxification process and you can live closer to what God intended for us to be. So that's kind of my story. It's like see how many people we can increase uh, their ability to have fun, uh, decrease their pain, increase their energy. And, you know, we've been very successful at it and very blessed. Hmm. That's a flower-filled moment right there for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying so far. Now, how about, well, how about, um, how about your wife? Janet, do you have a, are you still with us? I am. Um, okay. Mine's a little bit different. He He's the smart, educated one. I'm uh, educated also, but more, mine is more because I lived it, I guess is why um, we're so good at it. Um, Dr. Lewis has always been into nutrition. Me, I had a hysterectomy at age 35 um, oh and didn't know much about nutrition at that time. And all I know from the time I had the hysterectomy till about a year from that point on, I gained, went from a size 6 to a size 12. Um, did all the medical things they tell you to do, which is take estrogen and, you know, all that great stuff like Primarin and that kind of stuff that made me bigger and lethargic and and all that. And I thought there had to be another answer. And um, so when we found Doctors Nutrition and we started doing that, the the lab work to figure out what was going on nutritionally and I realized then I had a bad thyroid problem which I probably had already had uh before that I just didn't know and um started using the pharmaceutical grade nutritional supplements to shore the weaknesses up in the lab and uh it took me about a year from that point to go back down to a size 6 um why my husband stayed with me for that year while I was sick, I have no idea, but, you know, I, I didn't want to be with me for that year. But um, She was always wonderful. <laughs> but I, I guess that was my journey to help other women uh, through that kind of thing. So I'm really, really good at hormones. <laughs> now, Janet, were you, were you uh, diagnosed with any type of thyroid during that issue, or was it primarily, I mean, I can't say just primarily hormones, because, of course, the thyroid is a hormone, blah, 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 but uh, were you diagnosed with any type of autoimmunity or thyroid at the time? No, never knew I had it. You know, and that, that range is so big on the lab right. that unless it's, uh, you know, way off of it, they don't ever think you have a thyroid problem, so... Uh, I just knew when I ran the lab and had learned how to read it uh, that the numbers were not optimal, and that's how I knew I had one, which uh, basically I had too much estrogen, and it created a lot of conflict in my body, like endometriosis, um, gallbladder problems, digestive problems that we're going to talk about. Um, But those things led to me having very heavy cycles, and then... um, which led to having a hysterectomy. Unfortunately for me, they were only supposed to have taken uh, the uterus, and they de- they decided to take everything while they were in there without my consent. And those ovaries are extremely important. Right. And um, coming off of that at 35 was a pretty big deal. And 
uh, realized that I had no no hormones whatsoever. So we've had to make them with natural supplements, and we've been very successful at it. And it's kind of frightening to me uh, how common that's becoming at an early age. Uh, we hear about that more often than than you know I would ever care to admit, which is frightening, horrifying, sad, disappointing. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, horrifying. Right. Disappointing. Right. We could have a whole we could have a whole show on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I know. So, so, so many women just want it taken out and they want to stop the bleeding, I, and I understand that. I mean, you get to that point, but. Oh my word! You just open up so many more problems, and I and I didn't realize until after it was over that the reason they gave hysterectomies to women they were for hysterical sex craved women to stop them from wanting sex. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was boy, crazy wow. that they thought that way. But <laughs> yeah. so boy, oh that uh, really hit home. Oh, we could and, get and, in. It, we could get into all kinds of political conspiracies. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. fairly certain, and this sounds crazy, but I'm fairly certain. You know, I always tell people, if you can control the thyroid, it's amazing to me how many even superfoods and dietary recommendations and all these things really can uh, control the thyroid. If you can control the thyroid, you can control sex drive and you can control Mm -hmm. fertility, which Mm -hmm. inevitably controls population. So if you Mm -hmm. just remove the whole enchilada... Then you Mm -hmm. don't even have to think about it with that person anymore. And, And that sounds horribly... A conspiracy theory, but I'm here to tell you, after this many years of studies, there's you see things pop up and you're like, holy man, that's mm-hmm. just another one that fits right into that whole paradigm of being able to control population. And I can't remember which president it was, but there was a president that said, if you can control the food, you can control the population. I want to say, oh gosh, and I can't believe it slipped my mind. But when I heard that, I was like, are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> so if you remove, you know, who who even knows if the incentive of hysterectomies is also because you remove everything that's, that has the capability of, of having a child. And just, wow, that's just to me uh, frightening, like we said, frightening, horrifying. We could, disappointing, go on and on and on uh, with that. Well, and, and now you get the young girls that are having having heavy cycles. Well, what's the first thing they do is they put them on birth control pills, which is full of estrogen. And um, and when we run lab, we're just appalled at what they've done because they, they increase their risk of heart attack and stroke and um, and all kind of things. And and now they just stop their periods altogether. You know, that's the whole new thing. Let's just stop it for. <laughs> Six months. Do you think that's the way it was right. supposed to be? Oh, and I have so many well, friends have who, who think that's so great. Right. They're right. like, oh, this is awesome. This is fantastic. You know, I'm, I stopped right. the pill, no, and so I'm, I'm not having my cycle, and I'm ha- you know, I get to skip all that stuff. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, it all sounds good in theory, but uh, in reality, what that's doing to your body is, is going to have long-term terrible effects, Right. It is. Well, I can't right. remember. There was a class uh, class action lawsuit that was brought against um, the very first one that came out. And I'm, I'm just having just complete brain turds this morning. But um, <laughs> what was the very first uh, med that came out where that held the cycle? It had a fancy name to it, yeah, for Pete's sake. But anyways, uh, that just went from you know there was no cycle whatsoever, literally for you know as long as someone continued to take it and. Uh, there was a huge class action lawsuit that was filed against it. Was that Yaz? Yeah, yeah, thank you. 
Yeah. Uh, and I find mm-hmm. that so interesting that they, you know, they made, I just love pharmaceutical names. My kids and I have a whole lot of fun with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they look yeah, like the they're a good time, don't they, on those commercials? <laughs> <laughs> I never forget one of my kids. I want to say they were about seven or eight, and we were sitting there on the bed watching some program together, and one of the commercials came on, you know, and it's showing the people, you know, like, you know, just running through the fields and all happy mm-hmm. and everything. And it's talking about, you know, just, you know, just shy of your left arm's going to fall off kind of a thing. And my daughter looks at me and she goes, Mama, who would take that? And I was like, you know, if you look at it like a child that really is listening to what is actually being said, you know, she's like, who would take that? I'm like, that's a good question. <laughs> I think they didn't want you to hear oh, what was being said. They just wanted you to watch the pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah. No kidding, right? I mean, it's... Right. Uh, you know, I think people are on to that, and I, it's interesting to me. I'll never forget when I found out about uh, turmeric. You know, when people were starting to get, uh, there's a lot of information that has come out, you know, anti-birth control, and uh, so a lot of people are questioning it. You know, imagine if they looked at their dispensing, you know, it had dropped significantly. But what I find interesting is when turmeric came out, as being the superfood and anti-inflammatory and all of these amazing things just shy of able to cure about anything, what a lot of people don't know about turmeric is it's actually an impressive birth control. Um, and when you realize that, and, you know, I always kind of wonder how that sort of fits into that whole governmental paradigm as yeah. well. You know, who comes up with these with these theories of what's a superfood and, and what their real intention is of it. But... Um, mm-hmm. I always thought that was very interesting. And you really have to do some serious, in-depth homework to find out the birth control capabilities of, of turmeric. Huh, I didn't know that. I'll have, I'll have to look into that because I have a lot of yes. girls that ask me, well, what's the natural alternative? I'm like, huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> right? right. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, I will have to tell you that um, over the last, I want to say when I first came on that information, it was probably about four years ago. And it's getting harder and harder and harder and harder to find that information. You know, almost like it's just, you know, being taken out of the ability to find it out. But a lot of people don't realize that newlyweds in India, they actually pay them $2,000 not to have children within the first three years of being newly married. $2,000 is a lot of money in India. Right. (laughs) So... When you think about it, and then three years into a marriage, you know, your life is going and there's more concerns, uh, you know, that kind of, um, you know, are trumped by many things. I just find it interesting. But anyway, yes. let's get to the gut because I could, Dana knows I could just <laughs> chat forever. And obviously I'm feeling a little chatty Kathy this morning, so I'll just kind of tape it <laughs> back here. <laughs> That's okay. Good information. Good to know, right? <laughs> well, you know, I'm telling you, we're going to blame it on we're going to blame it on Janet. She opened the door there, so that's all right. It's all you, Janet. Don't ask my story. I know. <laughs> so tell us about what you did. You said it took you about a year to really get a grip, and uh, in that year post that happening, what what did you do to to help yourself, Janet? That that obviously sent you on this path of helping other people as well. First of all, she had patience, and that's where most people fail. They want it too quickly. Now I'll let Janet take over. <laughs> patience is very, very important. <laughs> and I was also very tired, so maybe that gave me patience. I, I'm not sure, but, um, <laughs> I, well, you know, when we run lab, I, one of the panels we look at is iron. I, it turned out I was anemic, I guess, because I had so heavy of cycles for so long. 
Um, so I literally could not drag myself around. Um, that was one of the things I fixed. The other big part, which is links to the show, is digestion. Um, I had no idea that you were supposed to go uh, to the bathroom, have a bowel movement as many times a day as you you eat. And um, I was a kid and never did that. And you think because you never did that, that's normal. But obviously it wasn't normal. And I guess over time, because the colon is not doing what it's supposed to do, then the other organs start having issues. Um, but I always tell people, uh, you know, the train story, they, they, they say, well, why do you think it's normal to go to the bathroom that many times a day? And I said, well, if you have a train, three trains going through a tunnel, how many trains should come out on the other side? And uh, and they'll go, well, three. And I said, well, you tell me you pass one. You're eating three meals a day and you're passing one. Where are, your, where are the other two trains? Right. Well, for a long time, my trains weren't coming through. So that was a big thing was to get my gut healthy, um, which, you know, Dr. Lewis is going to talk about that, what you do to do that. But um, that, that's why it took so long because I had to get I had to get everything moving like it was supposed to, which it never had. And because it hadn't, you know, it creates big bowel pockets and that kind of thing, and, and your colon becomes relaxed. So getting the gut right is the key to all the rest of the whole body. Even, you know, we, we talk about the thyroid control and all this, and yes, that's absolutely true. But if you don't have the proper support and detoxification, and, you know, I can get into that as much or as little as you want, but most people never think about it. And you talk about the superfoods, that's a really, really good thing, but we treat uh, organic farmers in 10 or 12 different states, and they say, well, I take your supplements, I feel absolutely incredible, but I quit your supplements, I feel terrible, even though I eat totally organic, and I tell them to read different books about uh, how toxic the world is, and, you know, I love quoting research, but uh, we have so many heavy metals uh, PCBs, dioxins, uh, organic hydrocarbons, and all kinds of chemical names I cannot, for the most part, can't pronounce. Uh, that children <laughs> are both. born. Yeah, yeah, children are born with thyroid problems because they're so full of plastics and pesticides and fire retardants that you get out of their clothes and out of your pillow and out of your uh, mattress every night. And most of these, not most. Many of these studies are done by the United States Department of Health and Human Services, United States Department of Agriculture, that says these things are a major, major player in not just thyroid problems, but infertility, fibromyalgia, depression, stress, anxiety, uh, fatigue, and even cancers. There's a couple of major big dog uh, cancer entities that says in all cases of cancer or almost all cases of cancer, you have less methylation. And that's just one pathway of detoxification. And half ups don't even have the genetic uh, capability to detox unless you take specific nutrients to do that above what you can get in your food. I was just reading about MTHFR this morning and behavior. So I have some issues with my son. And I, I really, I wonder what the percentage of people... Um, in the states, have uh, the uh, uh, issue with MTHFR. I, I bet it's pretty high. Well, I've heard as high as eighty percent. I don't know. I think oh, it's probably fifty wow. percent, and that's to different degrees. I do have one of those genetic SNPs, but I figured it out before that because I read about it and I said, "Hey, this sounds good. I'm gonna do it." So, I'm a typical man. A little bit's good, more is better. 
and you know that I'm making fun <laughs> of men and the way we think. So I took a huge, huge, oh my God, load, and I felt horrible. I mean, horrible, oh, yeah. sluggish, tired, grumpy for five days. But I have more faith and patience. I said, eh, okay, my body's learning to methylate. On the sixth day of taking this big dog, you know, B12, B6, and 5-MTHF, on the sixth day, Jesus parted the clouds and angels started singing to me. And Janet can tell you the day I don't take mm-hmm. that one pill. It's that mm-hmm. incredible. And I have energy uh, that would equal somebody half my age. Wow. Yeah, it's so amazing you just had to watch. stick it out. Yes, you know, it, it goes back to patience. And, and we become a society that our society is like a man with a remote control. Men don't <laughs> want to know what's on TV. We want to know what else is on. So people will find the right answer, and then they'll get on Google and go off on a tangent, and they never get well. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> I just had my man car pulled, I've been told. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you got your man card pulled? That's too funny. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Well, let's talk about the gut, Dr. Lewis. Let's jump into that. Like you said, you know, um, and I, you know, it's funny. You keep repeating patience, and that's one of my favorite phrases to people is you didn't get into this problem overnight, and you're not going to get out of it overnight either. You know, everybody wants that quick fix, and that just that just doesn't happen. Uh, patience, I love it when you continue to say that. Just it requires, you know, patience and perseverance. And ah, so I'm in, I'm enjoying that quite a bit. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> oh, what what good? I mean, I can almost tell who's going to get well and who won't because people will say, "Well, it's been two weeks and I still feel bad." Have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? They've been on Google. You know it. I said, in two weeks, you know, you're not going to have great, grand, and glorious physiological changes. You have an environment that puts in over 500 different toxins per day. So if you get out a little bit, the environment's still putting in a whole lot. So your net gain is eh, pretty small. And, you know, Janet was talking about uh, estrogen and and Premarin and all that and, you know, the train story, so to speak. Your liver is incredibly, incredibly important in fixing the thyroid. Now, I know we're talking conversely about the thyroid, but I think that needs to be said. You have, you know, like a 2-hydroxy pathway. Estrogen ends up, if it goes through the 16 or the 4-hydroxy, that's different types of liver detoxification. When it squishes those conjugated or safer molecules through the bile, If it sits in the small intestine with the wrong bacteria and yeast and it's not excreted, then the yeast and bacteria reconjugate, put it into the more harmful form of estrogen. You reabsorb it, and that is a major, major link to breast, ovarian, and uterine cancer and and testicular prostate in a man. So it's it's about having the nutrient level to let your body detox. So uh, it... How many people out there have uh, food allergies? Well, that's almost everybody. Is it really an allergy to the food, or is it the glyphosate or Roundup that's in it, or is it those, you know, dioxins, all those things I can't pronounce that's in the food? You know, I have a a 
patient in London, and I said, well, you have bad allergies. You need to quit eating this, this, this. He says, stop. He said, we don't eat that genetically modified junk you eat there in America. It's outlawed here in England. I said, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I forgot. So uh, you have to remove the toxins, uh, the harmful foods, and, and the number one and number two most harmful food is wheat and dairy. Now, dairy's not bad if it's raw, but the FDA says that's uh, not safe. Well, I'm not going to knock the FDA. They do some good things, but they do some other things that's, you know, crazy. Um, it's all about I money. I feel like they're bottom sure. of the barrel. Yeah. I always tell people, I feel like the F, when the FDA comes, I mean, they've 15 years running, they've been trying to do a sunscreen safety report <laughs> for 15 yeah. years. You know, I, so I feel like when the FDA comes up with things, it really is the bottom of the barrel. Like everyone already knew that it was extremely harmful for the, you know, for the previous 15 years or, you know what I mean? Like by the time right. they actually come out with something, it's already fairly well known for anyone remotely savvy that it's already a problem. Right. Yeah, and you know, there was, I just read some research the other day about, well, sunscreens don't even prevent skin cancer anyway. Um, but that's another subject. Uh, you know, there's oh, yeah, so many that's a whole other subject. <laughs> well, you know, I could go off on so many tangents, and God bless <laughs> Janet. She kind of keeps me reeled in and pointed semi-sort in the right direction. Uh, I'm not really as smart as she thinks I am. She just uh, thinks I'm smart because I go off on so many different facets of health. Uh-huh. Uh, you you have to get rid of uh, the yeast, and, and people say, but I'm taking a probiotic. Yeah, well, some of them are better than others. And one of the research articles I read said if you took out the genetically modified food, did a really good probiotic, and this is after a seven-day round of antibiotics, they said it would take you 9.7 years to heal your GI tract 50%. So massive probiotics. I, I believe in taking the capsules, but I also believe you should ferment it. You know, your kombucha or kefir or fermented vegetables, you know. So you have to have to give enough of the good bacteria so they can fight off the yeast. And, you know, those books were written 30 years ago, the yeast connection and things like that. And just the fluorine or fluoride in your water that you absorb in the shower is enough to disrupt your bacteria in your GI tract and the glyphosate or Roundup on your food is enough to disrupt the good bacteria in your GI tract. So there's so many challenges, and that's why I tell people, be patient, be persistent, have faith. The ones that look at what's right, they actually create it faster than the ones that look at what's wrong. So, you know, you two obviously have a good attitude and they're looking for something right. That particular attitude or spirit is what gets you well more than anything. Oh, my goodness, Dr. Lewis, that's a whole nother show. Dana and I have talked about that many times, how <laughs> just the commitment and, uh, you know, you can see people who everything can look just perfect and they can do everything just right, but there is a mental block in healing. We talk about mm-hmm. that. We talk about that quite a bit, you know, that there has to be mm-hmm. this this determination, you know, uh, to do that, and so that's uh, that's interesting that you mentioned that because that is so very. You true. have to be you have to be open and ready for it too. You know, you ha- you can't just uh, take the, take this, take that, and your your brain has to be open for it. Your heart has to be open for it, and a lot of people don't get that connection. 
You know, right. I, I tell people, you know, I, I read dozens and dozens of books every year, and I tell them, go read this old book about negaholics, how you get hooked into the negative biofeedback loop and how those uh, chemicals get you hooked, but it's on negativity. And, you know, Janet's a very brilliant woman, and, and everybody knows I just love her, but she said one time, and she's very sweet to me, thank goodness, she says, Stephen, I put out your stuff for your thyroid and your adrenals, your pregnenolone, your DHEA, the, everything. She said, I put it in that little thing that says Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday. She said, if I love you enough to do that, why don't you love yourself enough to do it more than the three times last week that you did it? And I, I thought, oops, busted. And I yeah. literally take more supplements because I love and respect her more than I love and respect myself. But she helps me love and respect myself i'll do it for the patients but you know sometimes you have to do it for yourself first so you don't give yourself completely away so janet thank goodness is gentle when she reprimands me (laughs) (laughs) well let's talk about that dana and i usually ask people what they've had in a day of food but but being as though we're talking about supplements and gut health and everything here do me a favor and run down both of you guys, what supplements do you take in a day? Just can you do you mind sharing that with everybody? Oh, I don't mind, but we don't have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Janet. Well, give it. Give us the. Give us the short, the concise version. <laughs> His list is much shorter than mine. He. he I do good for a man. He does. He doesn't swallow <laughs> well. He has a restriction in his throat, so most things have to be opened up and in a powder for him. Um. Me, on the other hand, can see someone walk in our office with a problem, and it's like, well, I don't want that problem, so I'm going to take some of this before that happens. So uh, <laughs> I probably overtake. But she looks 15 years younger than what she is, though. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. Running, running a busy practice, you have to take extra things just to stay up. So I take things for stress. Um, digestive you know, enzymes. Tons of digestive enzymes be- because I have a, a bad gallbladder. Which I still have. I still have my gallbladder, but I take things to make sure it stays there. A good multi, which most multis are like your ex. They don't work and they're harmful to you. Most supplements you have to be careful about. <laughs> we, we take... We take. Not just a southern draw. sorry. I didn't mean to start laughing in the middle of that. <laughs> that was great. Uh, we take well, turmeric. Good. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Please. I'm going to zip it. Uh, My thyroid's not right, neither is Dr. Lewis's. We take uh, something called GTA um, Mm because that's the the pharmaceutical grade of the armor-type product. And thyroid, thyroid build, you know, we can hit it from the front door and the back door. So we have products for both. Uh, Pregnelolone, just because you don't hear about it, but it's really good at memory enhancement, and it used to be touted as the number one best cure ever for rheumatoid arthritis. And it's like, well, wonder why that dropped out because it's a very inexpensive supplement. The, uh, the big one is diendol methane, which is DIM. Have, have, do do y'all know anything about DIM? I don't, Tiff. No, uh. Uh-uh. It's um. It's cruciferous vegetables and truckload amounts. And what it does is it goes in and gobbles up the bad estrogens in the body. It um, takes those conjugated things, claws onto it, and, you know, carries it out like Janet says. And I had a woman said, 
I'm so mad I'm not losing weight like everybody, every other woman in this doctor's office that we were treating. She said, I'm not losing weight. She said, but I did have a breast tumor as big as my fist that disappeared. And it's like, really? And you're not happy about that? She says, no, I want to lose weight. Well, once we cleaned her up and her hormones got right, she says, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but but we see that on lab. It's a... You know, when we run lab, we run five different parts of the thyroid. One of them is the T3 uptake. And when it starts dropping below a 30, then that's the bad estrogens that you're becoming dominant in, which suppresses the thyroid function. Um, we give them to go back in and gobble that up and raise that T3 uptake back, which helps for a woman what they notice is they get their sex drive back and wear their shirts would not fit correctly because they got what what they what we call back fat <laughs> or you know where you were yeah, we know we thick. know you don't yeah. have to explain <laughs> it. Yeah. well to some of the young girls i may have to because i don't okay. have it yet but you know where you get a little bit thicker in the back and then and then through the stomach you're a little bit thicker than what you are so your hips are a little bigger um what happens is as you're laying down those bad estrogens the body doesn't know what to do with it, so it stores it as fat. And these bad estrogens are the plastics and pesticides, too. We're all right. full of them. That's why the average little girl develops her secondary sex characteristics many years before they should. That's why little boys are much, much more feminine than they were 50 years ago. The average man's sperm count and testosterone is down 50% in 50 years. These plastics and pesticides act like estrogens, and now they have fish and frogs and things like that, that have both sex organs or gender disorientation because of the plastics. So when we talk about that DIM, you know, I've got young men on it that's already lost one testicle to cancer and their prostate gets healthy. And, you know, it it just, it's a major cleanser because four of those, and there's some bad DIM out there on the market, I promise you. But four of those is like eating six pounds. We sell it. We sell it, and, it's, it, and you're looking for the registered trademark yeah, of, of DIM. D-I-M, that's the okay. shortcut for methane. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like eating 60 pounds of cabbage, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale, that kind of thing. But on a woman, it'll get your shape back to the way it was when you were young. So it doesn't necessarily make you lose weight, but it makes makes you lose inches, and it helps prevent breast cancer. Uh, any kind of cancer. I, I actually, I have a lady that works for us that she's probably been working for me now for 10 years, and she had a mammogram when she had first started for us. And she's been taking DIM now for 10 years. Well, they, she just recently had another mammogram, and they called her back in. They said, we think something's wrong. The tissue's changed. So when she went back in, they but looked again. It was a good change. Yes. It just stumped them. Yes, and, and what had happened, the tissue was actually better healthier now than it was 10 years ago and she had been on dim for 10 years so you know out of everything we sell for thyroid that's probably number one but we you know we take the multivitamins the multi-minerals you know we do glutamine and aloe and for you know we have a lot of gi problems and and again if you don't fix the guts you cannot fix the thyroid or and you know we work at it from both directions but uh Oh, God, I, I don't know. I must take 50 different things a day. And there's this doctor up in Bismarck that says, good Lord, Dr. Lewis, you're a Superman taking that much stuff. I said, no, I'm a Superman because I take it. You know, it's not the other way around. 
and he's 20 years younger, and he can't keep up either. Wow. That's a good <laughs> problem to have. <laughs> that was probably more than you wanted to know. <laughs> so we hear, I, or for me, I hear a lot of touting of cruciferous vegetables, with for, for certain people, uh, particularly those that might have trouble processing sulfur properly and things yes. like that. And right. even for the goitrogenic effect, I know that there's people that are running like a bat out of hell from the radio program right now. What would you say to them? Uh, because well, it, it really a- is a big it is a big deal. It is a big concern, and a lot of people are affected. You know, I just want to throw this in really quick because we've had, you know, of course, lots of guests on the show, and some say this and some say that. But everybody right. is bio-individual, and everybody is affected by things differently. And Tiffany, for one, is, is one of those people. She she can have something cruciferous, <laughs> and her face will explode or, or, you know, like, you know, puff up, or, or she'll have all these different symptoms, And whereas I don't. And we both have Hashimoto's and autoimmune issues, <laughs> and I know, you know, there's, there's lots of different schools of thought. So go ahead and share what, yes. you, what you would say to those people. Well, first of all, uh, I tell people that if you think you have an allergy to this, is it really an allergy to that or is it something they sprayed on it? Uh, And I've seen even uh, a lot of research. You know, I I generally would read research till 10 at night, so I've read a lot, uh, that even organic food can vary 16,000 times in parts per million of uh, manganese, molybdenum, that kind of thing. So if you have a problem with the sulfur, that just means your liver's not detoxifying like it should because that's one of the major detoxification pathways. And people say, well, I'm allergic to glucosamine and chondroitin. It's like, well, you don't know if it's a really good level. There's many different uh, grades of that stuff. So being allergic, say, people say, well, I'm allergic to sulfur because I can't take a sulfur drug. No, that's different than sulfur and the the sulfur pathway of detoxification. So you have to get in there gently. And the, the simple answer that's not simple is digestive enzymes mm-hmm. and probiotics, digestive enzymes and more probiotics. And many people say, oh, my God, I thought I was allergic to eggs, but I guess now that I have pasture-raised organic chicken eggs, I'm not allergic to it. So there are real allergies out there, but it's like wheat. Are we really allergic to the gluten, which has been, you know, it's four times more gluten than it used to be, up to 40 times, or are we allergic to the glyphosate that they spray on it? And, I, you know, we we talk about that all the time with the gluten. Uh, You know, there's so many... It reminds me of the iodine topic, and we're we're coming that way to you too, uh, the Lewises. Right. <laughs> we love to hear people's <laughs> philosophies on because we deal with super smarties on both sides. So I think it's important, we do. you know, yeah. particularly for all the patients out there to hear everybody's, you know, everybody's both sides. You know, these people are all well researched. They're extremely educated, very intelligent, and they just absolutely disagree. So. Yes. We're coming at the iodine uh, question for you, but for people who with the with the sulfur, there are genetic enzyme issues that can cause uh, sulfur pathway problems. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing: um, 
God, you know, as as parents and grandparents, Janet and I are having to learn to keep our mouth shut and have a bloody tongue and not say some of the things we need to say. Uh, but, you know, there's some people that refuse to take good supplements and they're pregnant and they refuse to eat correctly. You're altering the genetic expression of that baby. And if mm-hmm. you put enough nutrition in, you're going to have a healthier baby, even fish oil. But it has to be a clean fish oil. That's the thing about you get such divergent opinions uh, about, oh, if you have Hashimoto's, never give iodine. That's like throwing gasoline on the fire. And then you've got another uh, expert that says you can do 50 to 75 milligrams per day of iodine. Uh, I don't agree with either one of them. The, the answer is somewhere in the middle and much, much different per individual. And there's a difference between iodide and iodine. You have to have B2 and B3 to convert it. You have to have zinc, selenium. You have to have tyrosine, too. And most people don't go that far. And, you know, if you have a goiter and you have Hashimoto's, and I've had people get on Google and say, well, you put my husband on this massive dose of iodine. No, it's a tiny dose, actually. God, in his infinite wisdom, made your thyroid swell up, trying to have more cell receptors for the iodine that's not there, or it's, it can't be uptaked because of the fluoride, fluorine, chloride, chlorine, bromide, bromine. And so... Your thyroid's swelling up trying to have a different, more receptors to the iodine. So I give a little bit of iodine. There's some people you have to pull them off of, but uh, you know, it's pretty complex. And Janet got tired of me recommending so many other books. She says, you're going to write a book. So I, I wrote a 36-page book, and so that's all everybody needs to know about the thyroid. Here's the pollutants that's messing with it. Here's the nutrients that you're lacking, and you have to find somebody medical or natural or both that can treat you as an individual. I I love what you said about everybody's different because we are. Uh, Right. I mean, there are so many, you know, know, bio-individual components and, you know, even different stress levels and, um, you know, it's just amazing. It's amazing to me. Well, we all and have I different genetic makeups. You know, we all come from right. We all come from different moms who live different places and did different things. It's it's also very bio individual. So that's kind of how we yes. look at the show because it really is you know different for each person, right? Mm-hmm. Great. So let's jump in because we we heard your take on iodine. We love that, and we appreciate <laughs> just to let you know. When people repeat that there is no (laughs) yes or no across the board, here this fits for everybody, just yikes. uh, So we we love that. But I know most people are listening for the the gut aspect. So you talk about removing toxins and talked about a few of those and organisms and harmful foods. What are your top, I mean, for, for, for so many people that are listening to the podcast, they're just exhausted, they're desperate, they're overwhelmed, what would be the top things, toxins, organisms, harmful foods that you would recommend to remove? Let's just we're going to compartmentalize this and start with that. Well, I'm more a fan of the Atkins primal paleo kind of way of 
eating, although we treat massive amounts of vegans. And, yeah, we can make great progress with them, too. You know, for whatever reason, we want to eat differently. Then there's uh, people say, well, now that I have digestive enzymes, I can eat meat and actually enjoy it. And it's like, well, you know, we all have different ideas, and, and I think we should do clean meat. What I think you should throw away mostly is the carbohydrates. And so I like to tell stupid or funny stories. I told a friend of mine, he's 10 years younger, and I said, you've got to quit this, 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 and this because you're going to have a heart attack and die. And he's 10 years younger than me. And he says, no, the United States Department of Agriculture says we should eat 6 to 11 servings of grains per day. And I said, Donald, when you had an FFA calf, what did you feed that calf to make it fat? He said, grains. He said, oh, my God, you caught me. <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of that. grains. Uh, <clears throat> and then about not three weeks any later. Grains? Oh, it's not that Janet and I are grain-free, but you want to mostly avoid wheat if you can. Uh, there's, you know, some of the old ones uh, that iron corn, for example. Uh, I, I, I like quinoa, but uh, barley, of course, it makes good beer. Um, no, we're not grain-free, <laughs> but we have greatly reduced it, and we can tell what the limits are and Janet has a different limit of grains than I do so we are individuals and so my friend wouldn't give up his grains and he was about 7,500 pounds overweight three weeks later had his heart incident and uh, his girlfriend called me and said now Dr. Lewis don't say da 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 and I said you know I'm going to rub his nose in it you know I am so uh, grains generally are should be reduced and you know that's why i like the paleo primal atkins i'm i'm more like eat moderate protein but i don't like confined animal feeding operations because of the no glyph- yeah they're 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 nasty and, and not human yeah, that's not a whole nice. other show it's just a no <laughs> yeah I, yeah I no across the board uh, uh, i like i like high fat but I'm not talking about corn oil or soybean or cottonseed oil. I'm talking about the coconut, the butter, and even animal fat. If it's a clean, humanely raised animal, there's a difference there. And free I range a, plays a huge role in that one. You know, the absolutely. cow's got to be eating the grass in the sun. Let's just say. <laughs> and, and low in stress hormones because you think if they're in that confined animal feeding operation, they're full of stress hormones, and that does come into our system and wreak havoc with our adrenal glands. So, you know, I'm more like eat high fat, you know, coconut oil, uh, grapeseed oil. We're from the south, so we eat a lot of pecan oil and walnut oil uh, and a lot Ooh. of butter. Yeah, well, you know, we're Southern. We have to support the pecan industry. I'm Californian. <laughs> I honestly have never heard of pecan oil. I love pecans, oh. though. That's one of my favorite nuts. <laughs> we get ours out of Mississippi. <laughs> wow. Well, I've, yeah, I've, Southern eating is a whole different is a whole different uh, style of you know. It's uh, and it shows. <laughs> we we've yeah, been to California, happy. and you guys look like models out there. And we come back to Texas and go, y'all need to just stop. <laughs> I, I, I think they, I, I think they think because so many people look like them, it's okay. Uh, you just right. didn't see that going on, well, you know, fifty and a, years ago. Well, and a lot ago. of them are grumpy. I have to tell you, yes. for on a, a retired model's perspective, I'm a little bit. Uh, I don't know if I, you know, I'm I'm chubby. 
I'm not chubby. I don't know how. I don't even know how I would refer to. It. I don't even refer to it anymore. But I tell people the joke is is that I'm fat and happy because I, you know, <laughs> I am pretty even keeled. But I also am. I, nobody would describe me as thin. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but there, you know, I think that plays a huge role in mental health. To be honest, uh, oh, that sounds oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Don't> goofy, <but laughs> I gave a talk one time to a bunch of medical people, you know, personnel, and they said, well, we wanted on stress, anxiety, depression, and obesity. And then they called me back and said, we don't want you to talk about obesity. You're going to uh, offend somebody. So I said, okay. And the title was Stress, Anxiety, and Depression. It's not all in your head. And afterwards, the, the PhDs, the mental health doctors, the medical doctors, dentists, da-da-da, they came up and said, Wow, we came up here to challenge you, but you used our research to reference this about stress, anxiety, and depression. It's about 90, 95% out of your GI tract and GI health, and that, again, you know, reflects on thyroid function, or thyroid function reflects on gut function. If you have stress, anxiety, and depression, it's in your gut, and there's, there's books written on that, too, about the GI tract being the second brain. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um and uh, for mental health is huge. I grew up on uh, non-fat milk and low-fat food, and, you know, I was thin as could be, but I was also a fairly grumpy child. So <laughs> <laughs> when I got a hold of my own food and, you know, was able to make my own choices and, you know, eat, eating healthier, of course, fat became a huge portion of that. Or, or I should not necessarily say fat, but no, low-fat. I didn't eat low-fat anymore. You know, that's a, a, a hallmark of any type of health thing is that, you know, there are good fats and good fats are very important. And uh, so I had gained weight, but I was much more mentally stable, uh, which is, um, was, you know, very evident. So I'm a huge, you know, avocado, olive oil, coconut oil person. So let's talk about digestive enzymes, right? This is a pretty big subject. Betine, hydrochloric acid, apple cider vinegar, help us here. Well, if you have gas bloating and belching, you need them. <laughs> all three? Okay. You incorporate them all. <laughs> you need digestive enzymes. <laughs> I do oh, take digestive so- enzymes. I do, and I take uh, betaine with uh, pepsin, too. Yeah. And some, some people, well, again, that we look at their lab and kind of see what to give them. Um, some people are have higher hydrochloric acid in their gut, so more betaine for them actually will burn them. Um, our, one of our favorites is uh, something we have called Alzheim because it has ox bile in it. Um, the ox bile actually helps you break down the meats, and it uh, mimics human digestion where most of your enzymes are plant-derived. And, you know, the vegans don't need that particular one, but we have all kinds mm-hmm. of different ones. But, you know, it has so much different uh, things in it. It's got the pepsin, bromelain, ox bile. It's got the pancreas. It's got the uh, well, protease, I guess, for protein, amylase, lipase, and uh, it's got cellulase to break down the plant walls plus the betaine. So it's it's a very broad spectrum and you know Janet Hanson. And very bioindividual it sounds like Dr. Yes. Lewis and, yeah. and Janet again very bioindividual depending on what someone is eating correct? Not to mention. Yes. yes. Right. We probably <sighs> have five 
different kinds, I, I guess. Janet here. hands them to me when we have lunch. You know, I'm I'm lucky because I get to spend almost 24-7 with her. She'll hand me this all the time. I'm starting to want to hang out with sure. her, too, now. I just have to say, interruption there, sorry, but... <laughs> You're making her sound really wonderful. I might just fly down there and hang out with her. Well, she she is wonderful, and and I don't know if she's giving me the Alzheimer's just because she's worried about my digestion, or she doesn't want to be suffering from my poor digestion later. I'm not sure. Hmm. No, we we give Alzheimer's to people that eat meat more so because it helps them break the meats down. Especially you know, like for myself, I'm I'm a type A blood type. So it's very hard for me to break down meats. So I have to have something like Alzheimer's to break them down when, when I do protein. Because, you know, he's saying eat protein. But for a, a type A person, that just sits in their gut. Um, where an O can get it down a whole lot easier. Yeah, me, the old hunter-gatherer type O. But I don't really eat that much meat. I mean, many times uh, for supper, all we'll eat is a half an avocado, maybe a couple of small tomatoes and a handful of walnuts. And people say, how do you eat that little? I said, well, if you eat half as much, you have more energy to detoxify your body and to actually live life instead of it sitting in your gut. You know, the old chicken fried steak, big burrito, beans, and rice is not a healthy diet. And that's, we'll get back into the southern <laughs> diet here. Uh, well, Mississippi is the fattest state in the nation. It's like, really? I don't think it's any, I don't think it's ahead of Texas. Oh, I, I said that the other day uh, when Janet and I went to, we were on another podcast, we went to China. I said it was extremely rare to see anybody that was fat. And I said, when I was a kid, we might have one fat kid per class. And, and I could tell I kind of offended this guy. And, and he says, well, yeah, obesity is a little bit more prevalent than it used to be. It's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I phrased it incorrectly. But uh, uh, we don't have to be overweight. And, you know, you just find, kind of have to find the diet book that you like. But most diet books have one thing in common. They say, Quit eating processed foods. It's quit, that quit, simple. Quit eating so much. I, I, I don't know what they're – I saw their portion sizes when we were in California, and you guys eat way better than we do. Yes. Here it's like a it, – it, see who can give you the biggest plate of food. It, it'd take you four <laughs> days to eat that plate of food for one person. I, we look at it, and we're full. Um, <laughs> a lot of it just stop the size, the portion control. Just you know, Just try to cut that back, and that would be a good start. Portion sizes again, are huge, aren't they? Yeah, it really they are. is. And people would be so surprised. You know, there's such a mentality that goes into eating the amount of food. And especially for people that eat very quickly or eat under stressful circumstances, they eat right. quicker. The tummy doesn't even have time to catch up to whether they're full or not. But mm-hmm. uh, portion sizes are, are just amazing when you realize how much the body, how very little technically the body actually needs uh, mm-hmm. for fuel. And that burdens the thyroid because that's responsible for, you know, all kinds of uh, fat metabolism, sugar metabolism, protein, and fat. So, you know, the more you eat, the more your thyroid has to put out more of the stimulation to make this happen. So you're just wearing that poor little thing out. So for those that are, that are, that are bloated and gas and, you know, maybe burping, is there something that you know, they're just probably so exhausted of doing so many supplements and, oh, my, I've spent a fortune and nothing works or this or that or whatever. Is there just a good one 
to get people on the road to better digestion. Uh, apple cider vinegar is something that gets touted a lot. How do y'all feel about that? Look at you got me going southern now. I'm doing y'all. <laughs> y'all. Uh, y'all. <laughs> I, I like apple cider vinegar if you know, if you do like the the better quality apple cider vinegar. But again, and this is based on my own experiences, if if I do that for three or four days in, in a row, my tongue gets raw. And mm-hmm. a sign of digestive problems is that you'll have a burning hot tongue. So, so you may be shoving that stuff through, which is what what apple cider vinegar kind of does to you. Uh, but it's very, I think it's part of it is it's very irritating to the lining of the gut. I have to tell you, Janet, you're going to love this one. So I I spoke with a woman the other day. I, I work the farmers markets. That's what I do. But uh, there was a gal that came and she had. Uh, a, hat, a baseball hat that was, you know, just up to the top of her eyebrows. Beautiful woman. And she said, I have a question to ask you. She was referred by someone else. Anyway, she was telling me that she had burnt her forehead with apple cider vinegar because, of course, some recipe said uh, she had had some kind of a small, you know, rash or whatever to use apple cider vinegar on her skin. Now, of course, I've never heard that, but uh, just want to share it for the listeners. <laughs> but... I said, she says, and I burnt my skin with apple cider vinegar. And I, and I kind of, you know, I looked like a, a deer in headlights, and I said, can you do me a favor and just lift your baseball cap for me? I mean, how bad is the burn? And anyway, so she lifts her baseball cap, and it had healed already, but it honestly looked, you know, of course the pigmentation was change was significant, but she had done this with apple cider, and I said, you used just apple cider vinegar, that's it. And she said, yes. She literally had burnt her skin on her forehead. So I hear what you say about using apple cider vinegar and, and making the tongue sore. And it was, I honestly have to admit, after many, many years of doing you know, skin and everything, I was taken aback by how badly that had burnt her skin. <laughs> yeah, it's real so hot. I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's yes, a, right. I think we we get better results giving people massive amounts of probiotics um, because it that's very cooling, calming. They've actually got probiotics that have L-ruteri in there that help you go to the bathroom better. Um, there's actually probiotics that will actually cut the plaque off your teeth. There's probiotics that will decrease the plaquing in, in your arteries. Uh, Increased bowel motility, uh, and most of the, I shouldn't say most, there are many different types of probiotics that make serotonin, which makes you happy, which makes GABA, which makes you happy. Which, which helps you lose weight. Neuroepinephrine, uh, uh, norepinephrine. So these probiotics in your GI tract, if you stop challenging them with all the bad things that's going in, once you get them established, it actually can help you feel better Mentally, there's massive amount of medical research that says, you know, lack of probiotics triggers intestinal inflammation. There's one that says uh, decreased or lack of probiotics increases infections in children. Well, why wouldn't you give your child probiotics? We sneak it into our grandkids' stuff, and they don't even know it's there. They think... Yeah, and, and it's changed their personality for the better. You know, you got a kid that's oh, ADD, wow. ADHD. It's like, well, that can be changed with a lot of uh, or just a small amount of nutritional supplementation. 
Yeah, we're having babies some, now. Some kids. Go ahead, Jen. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. It, there, there are babies now coming right out of the hospital with acid reflux, and I, and we see it all the time. They're they're putting these babies on acid reducers. There, there's something really wrong whenever your kid has to have acid reducers as a baby. But that's usually a, a result wow. of the soy-based uh, formula, too, and, and allergies. And, and you can give babies certain types of digestive enzymes probiotics. And, and probiotics. We actually have one that's chewable that, that the kids like. But I think apple cider vinegar is mildly okay. I don't think it's the great, grand, and glorious end-all, but right. you know, it's a little bit acidic. Mm-hmm. If apple cider vinegar makes your digestion better, you definitely need more probiotics and digestive enzymes. Uh, and, and it does have some minerals in it. So if, if you're so depleted that apple cider vinegar makes a big difference, then you need to go to the next steps. I don't think You need a lot, lot more help than that, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I that's think a, good a lot sign. of people, they say a, a teaspoon in some water before a meal. Uh, and there are some people, I think, is it is it Amy Myers, Dana, Dr. Amy Myers, that says, so. that does that apple cider uh, vinegar testing where you do uh, a teaspoon, two teaspoons, three teaspoons, and then when you start to have any pain. Is that her? I think so. Uh, I'm almost sorry yeah, I, I said that. But, yeah, where they say is. there's kind of a, a test with apple cider vinegar that people can actually do. Uh, that can tell them, you know, you're either in a lot of trouble with digestive acids or or not. Have you guys ever heard of that? Uh, that's a really good way to do that. So whoever said that, I very much agree. We do that with betaine hydrochloric acid, but it's the real betaine, and there for right. a while, real stuff. for a couple of right. yeah, there was a couple of months we couldn't get it. But it was being sold all over the place. And so, yeah, well, it's a chemi- chemically put together one. But, yeah, if you take one betaine, it doesn't burn your, burn your stomach. The next meal, take two. And, and theoretically, most of the experts will agree you can go to five to seven. Janet and one of our secretaries could take 10 or 12 on an empty stomach and not burn their stomach at all. And I said, well, you're not putting out any at all. Now, eventually, your stomach can actually put out uh, the acid, and, and you know, most people think they have too much acid in their own, you know, these acid reducers. Most of them, it's really a problem in their pyloric sphincter, and they're actually getting alkali. They, they have too little acid, but that shows on lab with the amount of chloride and the amount of globulin and what your protein level is. So if all of that's uh, too low, we know it, you need the betaine or more digestive enzymes. So, yes, that's a valid test, I would say. Okay, well, we, I just want to, you know, I'm getting close to the end of the show, and I wanted to just kind of recap really quickly, um, and we can elaborate a little bit, but I wanted to mention that you have four steps for optimizing um, your gut function, and, you know, we have covered those, you know, remove, replace, re-inoculate, and, and repair, remove yes. toxins, replace with digestive enzymes and, and betaine and things like that, um, re-inoculate right. with probiotics, and repair. So yeah. let's get to the repair, and then... Um, and go from there. And well, then Dan you know, and I are going to get on a plane and come visit. We are. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> we'll take you for a big old chicken fried steak. <laughs> oh, I love it. She, she's fun to hang with, I promise you. Uh, you know, we, we hear a lot about leaky gut. And, and to repair the leaky gut, even the Nutrition Cancer Journal, and there's a, uh, there's a research article out of the Journal of Gut, 
said that fish oil uh, can decrease intestinal permeability. But, but now, fish oil, there's a lot of bad fish oil out there, folks. It's too oxidized. It's not cleaned up. And it's coming out of the Gulf of Mexico, which is nasty, nasty. Uh, we get our fish oil out of Sweden and Norway, where it doesn't, you know, small fish doesn't have time to bioaccumulate. But uh, it, fish oil and fiber is probably the best thing you can do. But the quercetin, and uh, that's a huge, huge good uh, herb. Uh, curcumin, uh, licorice works, but you kind of have to watch licorice because if you have a tendency toward high blood pressure, that can uh, kind of hurt it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, barley. Even <laughs> Journal of Digestion says barley, but I'm not sure if they mean in the form of beer or just barley by itself. But uh, <laughs> I like it. So we'll close the show with drink more beer. I like that, Doctor Lewis. I can. I can do that. Better. I just. <laughs> Dark beer is better. Remember, light creates more estrogen, yes. bad estrogens. Interesting. Well, I'm a Guinness girl. Too, too many Irish That's names left in me there. Very, very go. good. The darker, the better. <laughs> I would tell the, the like men mud. at the bar. Mud in a bottle. <laughs> when we see a, a man sitting at a bar and he's drinking light beer, he, he, I'll hear him order and I can't help myself. And I'm like, you know, you really are to switch to dark beer. And he goes, yeah, why is that? Well, do you have man boobs? Because that's what that makes. And they're like, oh, God, oh my yeah. goodness. And the next thing I see, they're ordering a darker beer. Oh, yeah, I bet they are. <laughs> I would that do it for me. so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and okay. you know, glutamine is the most important amino acid to help heal the GI lining. So glutamine is very uh, important. It's in a couple of our different formulas that's... Uh, a gut healer to to help reduce the leakiness of the gut, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just an ongoing process, and it can help you and feel better, give you more energy, and decrease your anxiety and depression. Now, vitamin D plays a, a role, Doctor Lewis, as well in the repair of the gut lining. Correct? Absolutely, and and for the most part, and, and yes, our our program is individualized, but I try to get almost everybody on ADK2. The vitamin A helps heal the gut lining, boost immune system, which is a major problem now. Our immune system's taken a hit the last 20 or 30 years since they've increased Roundup. And then the D, and this is the real D, so we know the next lab, if, depending on how much your D has gone up, then I can accurately judge your assimilation from your GI tract. And then the vitamin K2, which is probably just as important as D, but it's certainly not gotten the, the press, and I hope someday it does. You know, K2 is awesome for keeping the calcium in the bones and out of your arteries. Uh, so the ADK2 being fat-soluble, it's best to take it with, you know, some of your good old southern pecan oil or coconut oil or avocado oil. So, yes, I love vitamin D. It's one of the least expensive things you can do to help your body be healthier. Hmm. And I honestly have to admit, I am impressed with your supplements that you offer. They're just top of the no- top notch, truly. Well, we only use what we know moves lab work. Um, and that And people will do that. They're like, well, I'm taking what you said. And, and then we look at their lab and we're like, you're not taking ours because that lab still looks the same as it did the first time. Of course, then I look at them and say, well, 
if you're taking some, it's like your ex-wife. She doesn't work and she's crazy, and then they get they get the point there. You know, you have to say where you think differently. You know, both of you ladies, you're going to hear me in the back of your head tomorrow, and I hope it's not a bad thing. And that'll be a southern draw to it, I'm sure. I love it. I love it. My goodness. I know, and Tiffany's, Tiffany's totally appreciating it and, and the whole thing because she's from California, but I'm a Texas girl, so I get it. I'm with you. I'm hanging. We can do this oh, all day. Let's from... do it. Uh, we're from, oh, I'm from the Dallas, Plano, Frisco area. Yeah. Ah. I stole Janet out of Fort Worth, so she's an uptown girl, and I'm, yep. a, I'm a country boy. You're a country yeah, boy, I huh? I, got, I don't know how I got stuck in East Texas, but for, I am from Fort Worth also, so. We're close. We're, we're kissing cousins. Yep. yep. <laughs> that happens oh more gosh. than you know, Tish. Just don't say it out loud, oh, right? Oh, well, you guys made my day. <laughs> <laughs> made my day, honestly. This has been so, so great, and we appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, this has been so fun. Janet and I got to talk back and forth via email, and um, it's really wonderful to talk to you live. I really appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you for you having so us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You guys have pleasure. a good day. You too. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. That was a hoot and a half. I loved, loved that. You can find that great? all things. Absolutely fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. You can find all things Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis at www.drsnutrition.org, and they have some fabulous supplements. They also offer the blood work. They have it via each health condition and obviously just a ton of uh, experience between the two, and I'm just a, a big fan. So DRS for Doctors Nutrition, DRS Nutrition. And you can find all thing the Lewises there. That was fun. Wasn't that dot great? org, by the way. Right. Dot I org, I yes. Said that dot before. Org. Yeah, not dot com. So drsnutrition.org. And, and I, they're going to be making was, a big old dinner soon. Hurting. We're coming down to crash. We're coming down to crash the party. <laughs> it's going to be a big old barbecue picnic. Can you imagine what fun that would be sitting there talking health? And oh I seriously. God. I'm going to drink our, by drinking and your pick dark you up beer. on a plane, drinking my drinking dark beer. <laughs> they probably don't. They probably have Michelob. Michelob dark. That's a great beer. You know, for anyone that's listening, seriously, dark beer literally is the only beer that I can drink. Uh, any other beer makes me feel very weird, and I unfortunately half German, half Irish, uh, a beer drinker <laughs> by genetics. But uh, the darker <laughs> it is, the stouts and stuff like that, I, I can drink a ton. It's terrible, right? But um, And drink, yeah, drink them all under the table. <laughs> I loved it when he said negaholic. Did you catch that? Yeah, negative negaholic. People, negaholic, uh-huh. like they're addicted to the negative, uh-huh. right? I imagine, yeah. you know, drama queens and things like that could also fit in that. It has kind of a negative connotation, but I'm sure there are, there are major health consequences to that to that type of thinking. I mean, it was yeah. I, it was catchy. It stuck in my head. Yeah, Megaholic. definitely. Megaholic. I enjoyed that. That was great. Very, very light and informing, right? Informative. Very much so. It, yeah. Happy, you know? Mm, happy yeah. people. 
<sighs> I'm in my yoga As, position. I should just take a picture. You should. Well, picture. you're not good at that. I am. So, no, not taking pictures. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a picture for you, smarty pants, right now, and I'm going to text it to you. Okay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure, whatever you say. <laughs> As always, a very big thank you to our listeners. We do this show for you. If you have a free moment and you like our show, please go to iTunes and give us a review. You can also check out thyroidradio.com. We are listed there. It will take you to our site. You can listen to all the past shows. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher and all that good stuff. Awesome. Also, be sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. We have our number one seller, Brain Awake Inhaler. Uh, soon to come, a brain chill inhaler that's out and about at the farmer's market, and Dana's going to come through the phone and strangle me if I don't get her a picture. That's just so everyone knows the, the, the thing that's going back and forth here between us. <laughs> but also some healthy skincare things, uh, Love Potion, which is a wonderful massage oil that we designed to help with uh, not only stimulation and touch, uh, but also with some essential oils with some aphrodisiac qualities as well, so it kind of helps set the mood and encourage uh, touch, which can be very helpful for sex drive. Counting Sheep, which is another massage oil that can very well help you uh, fall asleep. Great reviews on that as well. Speak Your Truth Roll-On that can help with some things. Uh, and we also offer you know, blood work to be testing when these things are a challenge as well. So be sure, please, to check that out. We created that with love and light for everybody, including ourselves at Thyroid Nation Essentials. Yeah, that just sounded like you were one of those airplane flight attendants going through the whole spiel. It was really good. I was like, I was about to put my seatbelt on and look for my flotation device. Uh, Do you know I actually went for a flight attendant training at uh, 19 at Dallas-Fort Worth? They flew me down there. I did. I did, and my best friend, she was a flight attendant forever for American Airlines. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy Uh funny. I can totally picture that. I can. <laughs> your ex I can totally love. picture I think you. I had too much humor for them. Please stick your head between your legs and kiss your ex goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We need the beep. Yeah, we I'm do. I'm in form today, baby. <laughs> Make sure to follow Thyroid Nation on all social media platforms and check out the Facebook group, Hoshies and Graves, because we list all the upcoming guests and past guests, and there's lots of information. You can ask questions. Check that out. Absolutely. Putting on my totally serious face right now, we always want to remind you, and this is very important, you can hear it confluently through every show, every podcast that we do, that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. You have been given your own unique-to-you diagnostician. Please make sure to listen to that brilliant component of yourself and be mindful of what it is telling you, always. Absolutely. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation, Green Gatika. And Tiffany Milanich. Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. See you next week. I think it's Dr. William Davis next week, Wheat Belly. See you next week. Very cool. Bye. Have a wonderful week.